MSW Media. I'm Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette, and I have one question for Dan Dunn, and that is, will you accept this rosé? Is this a first impression rosé? Sure, but it's definitely not the last. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Dunn. Joining me a little bit later on the program, Georgette Mosier Petrosky. She's an author, she's a spirits expert, and she knows oysters. That's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be pairing oysters and scotch, particularly Talisker. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Talisker is a very special whiskey to me. Uh, one of the very first booze junkets trips that I ever went on 20 years ago. I went to Scotland. I sailed the Hebrides Islands on a tall ship and I made my way up to the Isle of Skye. Beautiful place, rugged coastlines. There's a lot of storms up there, but then you get the sunshine and the cloudless skies that make it all worth it. And I loved it. And I fell in love with that whiskey. I mean, it's a whiskey that's as wild and raw as that place. Been around since 1830. The McCas- brothers rode across the Atlantic Ocean from the Isle of Eig, and they established the Talisker Distillery on Skye. It's been 200 years. This mighty island's been at the heart of that brand, and I'm excited to be revisiting Talisker with Georgette, and we'll be doing that in just a few minutes. I'm feeling good today. Can you hear it, my voice? It's not always the case. I My mood is dictated in large part by how much sleep I do or don't get. It's like a big issue for me. My rest of you? During COVID, too, it's... I think the stress of it or the fear, I don't know. You know, the good news is is weed is legal out here in California, so I've sort of found the right edibles that help me sleep. That's good. I mean, fall asleep and stay asleep. But the other thing is bedding. The big, I'm so, I love my bed, and I'm so into bedding. And uh, by the way, I want to just tell you what I'm, I'm going to tell you about my new bedding. They're not advertisers. I'm just telling you what I what I use is a specific, uh, what do you want to call it, a public service. Anyone out there might be having trouble sleeping as well. My sheets, they're called Pinzon Signature 190 gram, 100% cotton heavyweight velvet flannel bed sheets. I got them on Amazon for 70 bucks. Best 70 bucks I ever spent. I love those sheets. They're just so, oh, they're warm and inviting. And then, you know, the sheets are very important, but you got to have that comforter. It's all important. Friend told me about a brand called Fluffco because I love I love hotel type sheets and, and bedding. And my friend said the Fluffco uses the same factories that they make the you know like the Ritz uses and and all these five star hotels. And 
And so I, I went, I got a down blended comforter. It was on sale for 200 bucks. And then I had to buy a, you know, I had a, a duvet cover to go with my comforter. That was like 30 bucks. But man, am I loving it. Am I loving this thing? I, you know, that feeling when you get under the comforter and no matter how bad your day was, it just makes you feel, it's like your, it's like your mom's giving you a hug. That's what that Fluffco comforter's like for me. So anyway, I don't know what I tell you. You got to get your sleep. You can't, you got to be rested. You want to perform at maximum efficiency. So again, we're going to be drinking Talisker soon. I also want to tell you about a wine that I just had recently from a place called Willikenzie. at the 2018 Willikenzie Estate Pinot Noir Yamhill Carlton. This is from Oregon, and I've talked about this. I love Oregon Pinot, the Willamette Valley. This is a 420-acre estate up there. It's just really great. And I had a friend over, and we just pulled this bottle out, and I cracked it, the 2018 Willikenzie Estate Pinot Noir. It's $55 a bottle, and I love it. I just, it was such an easy drinking wine, but it's got just that right amount of complexity going on. There's stuff happening, but it's not too much happening. It's a wine, I didn't have to think, I just, but by the end of that bottle, I was like, wow, God damn, did I dig it, did I dig it. So I thought I'd tell you about it. Again, 2018 Willa Kenzie, Estate Pinot Noir, Yamhill Carlton, 55 bucks. Not advertising. I'm just telling you about it because I like it. I get pitched a lot in this business. Every day I get 20, 30 email pitches from from publicists. It's how I do my job, really. And a great many of those pitches are very helpful and they do lead to segments on this show. And I also get the ones that vary from just not helpful to strange to annoying, to fucking ridiculous. And I decided to come up with a new segment to deal with the ones that are kind of fucking ridiculous. I'm calling this segment Out of the Zone. I want you to throw the next one at the mascot. Why? I'm finally throwing it where I want to throw it. Just throw it at the ball, right? Just a bit outside. My favorite person to ridicule others with is my, my dear friend and former editor and the Official Brooklyn correspondent for what we're drinking, Scott Alexander. Scott, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I put the itriol in vitriol. That's right. You do. So we we got this email. It's the first time we're doing this segment. I, I get a lot of pitches. I'm all the, Every day I get at least 10, 15 pitches. And let me just say, first off, I appreciate my friends in the public relations sector yeah, I'm glad you're servicing this, though, because this is a thing people, a lot of people don't know uh, exists in your line of work, is you're, you're being pitched all the time. I think. Yeah, almost everything you hear on this show originated with a publicist pitching it to me. So I want to thank them up front for everything they do to help make my job easier. Yeah, no, no publicists, no Dan Dunn. Let's That's right. Without, without them, there's no this, no me. But from time to time, you do get a pitch that, you know, makes you raise the eyebrows a little bit. Let's say that. And, and sometimes they make you laugh out loud. And, and one such pitch that we got it. And by the way, I'm going to say this now. We'll set I'm just the- glad you have a platform for this. I, you know, I was in journalism for a long time. And so I got pitched on all types of topics by all types of different people. And just there's that 5% of them that are amazingly funny. You don't usually have a venue for sharing them. That's right. 
And we'll set the ground rules here for this. You know, I'm not out here to ruin anybody. I don't want to shit on any brands or get anybody fired. So we're going to keep it as anonymous as we can. I, I just, But I think you'll get the gist of what we're dealing with here in these pitches that are outside of the zone. These are pitches that just simply missed. Sometimes it's for one reason. Sometimes it's for two. Sometimes the entire email is just a, a bounty, a, just a, a bounty of WTF. Right. So only, I mean, is it fair to say you're only going to pick the fattest pinatas to, to whack? <laughs> that is exactly the way to put it. Okay. Scott, we just missed it, but uh, National Coffee Day was October 1st. How did you celebrate? Oh, damn. I was planning to drink coffee that day. Yeah, it was a big one, a big holiday. <laughs> For once, like... Coffee day is literally every day. It okay? is like these bullshit holidays. That's that's one thing. Okay, that's its own pet peeve. But like the one you're not allowed to do is the thing I do every single. Anyone who drinks coffee probably drinks it every day. It's National Coffee Day for me every day for sure. So it was October first. So this was a pitch that I got for National Coffee Day. Hi Dan, let's raise a toast this National Coffee Day with the below curated coffee cocktail recipes that will give you a bright start to your day. I'm going to back you up even further than that. we got to go to the subject line of this email, Dad. Cocktails to keep you buzzed for National Coffee Day. Now, I like the clever pun she made with coffee and buzz, but guess what? It's a cocktail. Yeah. Cocktails already get you, but wrong time for that pun. I, I think That's you're right. But, but that first line... That will give you a bright start to your day. Oh, right. I'm going to have a cocktail with my coffee today. Because <laughs> I mean, it's National Coffee Day. Well, on National, most days they have coffee. But on National Coffee Day, I have alcohol with my coffee. In the morning. Like, shouldn't they, should they also <laughs> include something about National You Need to Go to Rehab Day? Because if you're yeah. starting your day off with coffee cocktails, I mean... Brunch is one thing. National booze at 8 a.m. day. Yeah. So there's the first thing in this thing. And then it's for a rum brand. We won't say what the rum is. It says, in celebration, stir in a splash of rum to add an extra (laughs) pick-me-up. How is she suggesting this? Oh, you know what? Smash the coffee day. Put some rum in your coffee. Put some rum in your fucking coffee. Okay. (laughs) Um, Now it says, whether you prefer the bitterness of a black cup of joe or you might be craving a little sweetness, the below cocktail, is that grammar off the below Uh, coffee? You know, they didn't go to. All right, here we go. They've set the stage. We want you drinking in the morning with your coffee. Yes. And then they just completely switch gears with this one. The espresso martini is easy to make with just a few simple ingredients. Well, that's good because I, I have been shit-faced since 8 a.m., so I need this to be simple. <laughs> so I need it to be simple. <laughs> Made with single-origin espresso and whatever the rum is, the warm cocktail allows you to wind down an evening in style. Oh, right. Wind down. Wind down with coffee. Like, unless you <laughs> unless you just did an eight ball and you don't want to come in for the hard landing? Is that what they mean? Like, you're so gacked up on coke. <laughs> you need a gateway. we got to bring this plane oh in God. slowly. Wind so how about a little... Wind with a relaxing cup of coffee. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. And okay, then the but also, drink... can, we, can we also say this is a rum brand and we now have a recipe for an espresso martini made with... <laughs> with... Rum. With rum. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now what 
what goes in a martini? Not not rum. I know. Not rum. I know. Yeah. It's like the you know you could have it could be gin, it could be but yeah okay, but we got that. Uh, then there's another one that combines rich caramel flavors with cold Java for a buzzy segue into the fall season. Now, how long are we drinking? All fall. Is it officially fall yet? Because it says it's a segue. Am I supposed to keep drinking it until the fall arrives? Yes, you're supposed to keep drinking and drinking and drinking. You start in the morning and you don't stop until it's November. Then it's fully fall and then you, you are allowed to stop briefly. And then there's the segue into winter season, you know, winter warmers. And- and then this one's wait, 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 can I just, just I just need to I'm sorry to get hung up on this, but you know, this description says rich caramel flavors. This recipe calls for rum, rye whiskey. Okay, I'm not getting caramel yet. Apricot syrup. Okay, gross. Um yeah. aloe liqueur. Oh. Um cold brew cordial cop. Egg white. So I'm not seeing a single thing that is caramel there, yet I am seeing something that is apricot in my yeah, there, coffee. That's right. I, need, I just noticed there's drink. no caramel. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Anyway, these are the pitches. They're a little outside the uh, strike zone, you know? So the next, the next one is a cold brew, and I'm not – I just – I don't know if I'm feeling this. It's cold brew coffee, rosemary syrup, and lime juice. And we call it what? Everglades. Everglades, because it's the cocktail you drink in Florida, I guess, when you're drinking coffee. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. And I, then I don't know why it's called Everglades. I don't know why it has rosemary syrup and lime juice um, and no sugar. It's it's an odd choice. It's an odd choice. Lime coffee, because I usually put a squeeze of lime in my coffee in addition to the rum. <laughs> and this one this one this is also my favorite add all the ingredients add ice garnish with dehydrated lime slice because who doesn't have one of those handy and rosemary um you know it's uh oh yeah the, the garnish on the espresso martini grated coffee bean we, yeah where how are we doing that we're grading we're grading coffee beans now because there's not a specific device that's meant for breaking up coffee beans because they don't grate well or break up any other way maybe we could come up with an invention that could sort of ground up the coffee beans i gotta say though my favorite parts of this pitch and i, and I think why it made why it made this segment was the the bright start to the day was fantastic and then <laughs> You want to wind down, and what better way to wind down than with a martini made with rum, inexplicably, and a bunch of espresso, because that's going to bring me down. It's a floor wax and a dessert topping. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, listen, Scott, I appreciate you dropping by for this one, man. We, uh... We're off, out of the zone. We'll be coming back to you with more. I've got so many of these. I can't wait. In a file. I'm, I'm really yeah, excited. Because I'm, I'm just uh, that, I, I'm that anal. I keep- You hurt me with your words. <laughs> your pitch hurt me. <laughs> Scott Alexander, where, nobody can find you. You're not even on no, the social media, are you? I, no. I don't exist. I'm the invisible man. You are. So you can't find him. What are you up to? You have nothing going on, right? Uh, yeah, nothing going on. Invisible man. Uh, never mind. That's uh, none of your business. There it is. Folks, Scott hasn't written a fucking thing in a long time. He's got no bylines. He's not doing any shows. I'm on the new social network, the hottest social network, Nunya. You know this one? Nunya Business. Nunya fucking business. 
<laughs> Scott Alexander, everybody. Thank you, man. Folks, you ready for some tough love? You ready to hear a hard truth? Okay, good, because I'm going to lay it on you. You can buy the finest, fanciest, most expensive spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home, but if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. Let's face it, whipping up cocktails at home can be an expensive hassle. That's why my fridge is always well-stocked with Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of Master Mixologist into your home. All the ingredients are fair-trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Fresh Victor features seven unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. There's delicious combos like pineapple and ginger root, which I love with little vodka, cactus pear and pineapple, which I love with little vodka, and cucumber lime i put rum in that one and right now right now fresh victor is offering a funky fresh deal to my listeners simply go to freshvictor.com fill up your shopping cart with some great mixers and at checkout enter promo code wwd20 that's what we're drinking wwd20 to get 20 percent off your order so if you order 50 dollars worth of mixers it'll only cost you 40 yeah you're welcome. Go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. That's fresh. It's that time of year again, New Year's. It's that time of year where we make those resolutions about dropping weight, answering our mom's calls, staying in touch with friends. It always feels like the perfect time to refocus on what we want in life, but it's easy to get stuck looking back on all of the resolutions we didn't keep last year. This year, there's one resolution I am definitely keeping, and that's making my mental health a priority. Make it part of your daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you could connect with right from your phone or computer. I've been in therapy for years, but it's always been so challenging to find the right person. I've bounced around to different therapists and it's always, does this one take my insurance? Is this one close to my house? With Talkspace, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Listen, everyone could use someone to talk to. I personally deal with some anxiety and my problem at night is those racing thoughts that I can't turn off. I'm up all hours of the night thinking about everything that everyone ever said to me and how am I going to get through this? My therapist at Talkspace taught me some really awesome breathing techniques that help me calm my mind, calm my body, and give me a more restful sleep. Connecting with a licensed therapist on Talkspace can help you feel better and it's secure. No one's going to hear what you say and that's the best part. Let all that talk fly. Unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as their top priority. You get access to private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send your therapist messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for that weekly appointment. You owe it to yourself to make mental health a priority this year. And Talkspace makes it easy to keep. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code STARBURNS at sign up. That's S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code STARBURNS. Joining me now, someone I admire greatly. She's a good friend, cocktail expert. 
She is the author of the 2016 best-selling book regarding cocktails. And of late, cocktails aren't the only thing she's regarding. She's also regarding oysters. That's right. She's become one of the leading oyster experts. If you're in the New York area, you can go. She's got a, a setup in her apartment where you go there and you come up and you have oysters and you drink cocktails and you have the best time of your life. And I'm going to let her tell you all about it. Please welcome to the show, Georgette Mosier Petrosky. Hello. Hey there, Dan Dunn. How are you? Good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has. So did I do, did I cover, uh, did I get any of that wrong in the intro there? No, you, you pretty much got it right. Um, there's, uh, there's just one thing. Um, I, uh, I actually uh, teach people how to make cocktails here. So they are making their own drinks. Um, by law, I'm not allowed to serve people alcohol and charge them for drinks. Gotcha. So they pay for the experience where they learn how to shuck half a dozen oysters and maybe a dozen if they're feeling friskier. Um, and then they learn how to make two cocktails, uh, classics from regarding cocktails. Okay. We got a lot to talk about, but first thing I want to do is I want to raise a toast. We are drinking Talisker. Oh, we love Talisker. What do you, what, wait, wait, I'm drinking mine neat. What do you got going on there? I got a penicillin. A penicillin. Ah, classic <laughs> Scotch cocktail. Uh, you made that with a little lemon, a little honey in there. Uh, yeah, lemon, uh, honey syrup, ginger syrup, which um, I get delivered from the boys over at Dutch Kills when they bring over the ice from Hundred Weight. And um, yeah, um, I've got uh, the Talisker, it's the 10, uh, as the base, and I'm using the Petier, the Storm, as the float. I am drinking the Storm right now, but I got to tell you, the 10 is one of my favorite it's just this briny beauty and if 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 you've never been folks talisker is located on the isle of sky which is up northern scotland it's the oldest distillery on sky it's been founded in 1830 on the south shore of loch harport you, you have you been georgette have you been to talisker i've not been to talisker i've been to isla um i was there about 15 years ago on a press trip uh which actually uh really made me appreciate uh, single malt in a way that I really hadn't previously. Uh, we had it uh, with oysters as an oyster luge, uh, which is one of the things I teach in my oyster salon. Um, I teach them how to do an oyster luge where they first eat the oyster and they reserve the oyster liquor in the shell, pour a little of the scotch in there, swirl it around and slurp it straight from the shell. Oh, and man. what they're getting is such a different experience than what they would have as a neat pour. They've got that saline and brine opening up the spirit the way you know you'd add a little water to your scotch to open up the flavors but now you've got a little sea salt and and brine from the oyster and it's just heaven so well, and and you know it's great is that you you get that in the sky i mean in that talisker 10 you're gonna you get that hints of that salty seawater and some citrus there but i yeah that's it's interesting that i i, I got it 
I'm excited. By the way, I love I love New York City. By the way, it's it's so awesome. It sounds like you're in the middle of an emergency as we're doing this, but that's all right. Uh, I I should open the window to the studio here because I live by the Santa Monica Airport. We could have we could have all the sirens going in New York, and then we could have the airplanes going here. It'll be like you know uh, no. Uh, you're in, like you're right there. <laughs> you're in New York. Uh, that's an interesting thing because the other thing I get on that ten is you get that little pepper there. I wonder how that meshes with the with the liquid. What do you call it again? What do you call the liquid that's left over from the oysters? Oh, it's the uh, oyster liquor. Oyster liquor. There's no uh, there's no alcohol in an oyster liquor though, right? No, no. It's um, it's the oyster water, the oyster juice. I I think those are a little bit um inelegant, but uh, I, I prefer the classic uh, oyster liquor. What is it about oysters that pairs so well with scotch? Well, I mean, what I learned when I was in Isla, uh, where the oysters there feed on the runoff uh, from the distilleries. So you've got super peaty, uh, boggy oysters over there, which is just a delight. Um, there's just, there's something about um, the, uh, the peated uh, smoke essence of the oysters. It's kind of like a smoked oyster, but without putting it on the grill. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Where did this fascination with oysters come from? Was it something you've always been into or was it? Yeah, I've always really adored oysters. Uh, but what really, uh, really made it kind of an obsession of mine was, uh, when I first learned to shuck oysters, um, I went out with my friend uh, Meg Dow. She has uh, Yenicott oysters. Uh, she supplies all of the oysters to my salon. Uh, I go out with her and I harvest with her uh, about every two weeks, three weeks, whenever I have salons booked. Um, going out there, experiencing sea air, pulling in the cages. And this is out, this is out in Long Island, right? Yeah, this is in Southall, in the North Fork of Long Island. Okay. Uh, and they have, but, good, they have good oysters there? Is that a place yeah. that's known? Yeah, they, they really do. And the Peconic is just such are there, a... Are they, how big are... You, you, you said these are uh, Yenicott oysters, right? So they're kind of... Yeah. Um, they're uh, small to medium. Uh, she can also grow them large for grilling. But um, yeah, I get um, what she has are sweet petites. And um, those are easier for my students to learn to shuck on. Is shucking a hard skill to master? No, not at all. You just You just have to keep in mind that it's about... 20 pounds of brute force that you need to pry open that oyster with your knife. It's like a crowbar. And once you pop that up, uh, you use the knife like a letter opener on the underside of the adductor and you get that off. And then you've got to get the other side of the oyster, the bottom adductor loosened. And, and there you go. No, it's, it's not too difficult. Um, of course we get some broken shells here and there and you got to expect it, you know, break a few eggs, but, um, no, uh, I've I've never had a student uh, in the salon that that didn't master it um, within our time at the shucking station. So yeah, it's pretty pretty good. You, you cocktails work with oysters as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, when the students first come to the salon, uh, they're welcomed with a cocktail called the Attabui. It's a little nod to the boys over at Attaboy. Uh, but the Atabui, uh was named for the first time I hooked a buoy off Meg's boat. It's, uh, it's not very easy. You've got a long stick with a hook. You've got to pull it in so you get the oyster cages. 
And I got it. And she screamed, add a girl. I said, no, add a buoy. And I thought, that's a drink. Yes. So uh, class starts with an add a buoy martini. It's a classic two to one gin martini. Um, I like using Ford's gin. And um, then I garnish it with a little cornichon. That's the buoy in a pearl tipped oyster, uh, pearl tipped uh, toothpick. And then I finish it with the oyster liquor on top. So I let the students try one of the oysters naked. They can kind of watch me shucking the oyster. Wait, you're naked shucking the oysters? No, the oyster's naked, Dan. Oh, sorry. I don't, I was like, wait a minute, where do I sign up for this? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, uh, that would be, now that's a salon I want to go to. There. Yeah. You're, okay, to clarify, you're not naked shucking the oysters. It's called shuck, shucking it naked. No, the, the oyster is naked. <laughs> the oyster is undressed. It is unadorned. No, no, no uh, vinegar or whatever. What is this? What's the liquid you put on oysters? What Mignonette? Yeah. Yeah. And no. then I put uh, horseradish on there sometimes, and I like that. Criminal. Criminal. <laughs> is it really? Gotta stop that habit. Yeah, there's just... There's too many things you could be putting I on. Gotta, how do I get? So first of all, let me let everybody know that the, the website is regardingoysters.com. And I, I'm assuming there's all sorts of info there about how you could sign up and do this. Because I want it when I'm in New York next time, I am going to come to the salon because I do. I don't know a lot about. I, here's what I know. Like size of oysters. Mm-hmm. I can't go above medium raw. Right. Yeah. Nor can I. <laughs> oh, there's a place here, you know, Mastro's in Beverly Hills. I right. went there one time and we ordered oysters and they were the biggest and they were raw oysters. And I mean, these things were the size of like the palm of my hand and yeah. it was gross. How, how you, they're not meant to be eaten that way. Right. When they're that no, big. No, I mean, if you need a fork and knife, you need to be throwing that on the grill. You need to be baking it, make yourself um, like an oysters Rockefeller. You just, you need to just be serving that in the kitchen and not over ice or, um, with any lemon or mignonette or, or scotch in that case. But you're saying horseradish is an abomination. You're not supposed to be doing that to the oyster. I mean, if you don't want to taste your oyster, yeah, that's then, true. then that's what you're going to put on it. If it's, if it's, if it's an oyster that, you know, you're, you, let's put it to you this way. So it's, if it's like one of those happy hour oysters where it's just like the, the cheaper by the dozen, that kind of situation. Sure. That's fine. But, uh, when, when you have these beautiful oysters, especially ones that you've just shucked yourself, I mean, it's, it's such a treat. I mean, what I do in the classes, so they, they open up their oysters and then we're ready to have fun. So I, I give them a little, uh, drop or two of their jus, uh, Bourgogne cognac makes an excellent one from the early grape harvest. I put a little dot or two of the, that on there. Um, I do a chartreuse vegetal, you know, the one in the little wooden sure. case. Uh, that's really wonderful. Grassy vegetal notes there, like a little perfume. And then I have one that's actually an oyster perfume. It's a, a vinaigrette rouge. Uh, so it's basically a clarified mignonette that comes in a perfume bottle and you just spray it as an atomizer onto the oysters. So wow. they're having that. And then, They'll either have a, a Madeira luge, same concept as a, as a whiskey luge, or they will have a, uh, a scotch luge, which uh, with, with talus skirts, it's pretty, pretty rocking. 
And how does the luge work again? Uh, you eat the oyster naked. Okay. The oyster is naked. The oyster is naked. Could I, if I were to come and eat the oyster naked, would I be immediately tossed, <laughs> thrown out of the salon? Nudity is not tolerated in the salon? Uh, gentlemen will remove their hats, but they will keep on their pants. <laughs> okay. I just want to make, I don't want any weirdos showing up and saying, I heard it. I, I heard it on Dan's podcast. You naked. I heard you keep talking about naked stuff. Okay. So clothing, is, it is a, it is not clothing the optional. The oyster liquor is in the shell and then the scotch goes in the shell and then they slurp and they practically explode from joy. I want to ask you this, since we are drinking scotch and we were talking about the Talisker 10, the storm, the Talisker storm is a, also a single malt, malt whiskey, but this is a peatier scotch than the 10. So what I want to know from you is if you get something like the storm where you're going to get, it's got, it's very spicy and mm. there's this sort of nutty smokiness to it. Are you thinking, when you try that whiskey, are you thinking about the type of oyster that would go with it? The Storm is definitely the one that we would be doing for the Luge. Uh, I always prefer a headier, heated whiskey with with the uh, Oyster Luge. So I would reach for that before I would do the 10. Um, for, for cocktails, I love the 10 as a base and then maybe just a float of the Storm. But... Um, but, you know, I, I also, I love the contrast of Talisker Storm because it's so heady, but with something gentle, like just maybe a splash of Bren. Um, I, I love the French single malt. That, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. So, What's her name? She was a dancer. Uh, Alison Park. That's right. Yes. Um, she's, she's, gonna be her in, I'll be seeing her in Paris next week. She's already out there. So uh, She's she's great. Uh, I, I had lunch with her one time when she was out here and, and I got to try the whiskey. Um, are you, when you're drinking, do you prefer something peatier? If you're just sitting at home having a scotch, would you prefer something like the Storm or would you prefer something uh, more like the 10? Or I got to tell you, if I'm in the, ta- if I'm staying with Talisker, I love, I mean, the 18 year old and the 25 year old, that's my sweet spot for scotch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I recently went and I talked about on the show, I had a, uh, not a scotch, but a Japanese whiskey, but it was a 55-year-old Yamazaki. And everybody was like, oh, my God, you got to try it. It's one of the rarest whiskeys in the world. And, and don't get me wrong, it was phenomenal. But for me, purely from a pleasure, enjoyment, taste standpoint, 18 for me is that's just the right amount of time in wood. What about you? I haven't had the pleasure of trying the 18 or the 25. But uh, the way the way I, I enjoy scotch and uh, cognacs and uh, all of the, the really beautiful sipping brown spirits uh, that, that I have on my bar, it's it's a seasonal thing for me. So at the salon here, um, I turn on the fireplace. The, there's a working wood burning fireplace, and on on a foggy day, a little rain in Manhattan, I just I I love drinking. My, my scotch by the fire with the Chrysler building all aglow. And I mean, sure, I would absolutely love a, uh, a headier whiskey for that time or something that was 
bit older in 18 or 25. So I don't know, maybe, maybe this autumn it's here. <laughs> maybe I can do that this year. I know some people, maybe I can get you wrangle yeah. your bottle of the 18. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the cocktail portion of it. And let's talk about your background a little bit and, and regarding cocktails and tell us how that came to be and your background and your, your late husband, his involvement in the cocktail world as well, which was significant. Yes. Um, so uh, regarding cocktails, uh, it was a liquid memoir that I wrote for my late husband, Sasha. Tragically, he passed away only three months after we were married. And I was approached by the editors at Faden uh, to see if I would like to write the book for him. I was kind of on the fence about it because it was a time of immense grief that I was working through. And I didn't know if I wanted to go down the deep, dark rabbit hole of, you know, drinking copious amounts of alcohol and writing this book. And oh, wait, are you being attacked by birds right now? What's happening? Oh, no, there's, there's, what is going on? I think it's a raven. <laughs> I, I just hear like, it sounds like a, like a, an, a bald eagle has gotten into your salon. Yeah. What's going on? You can see Anushka, the cat. She is sitting up all, all straight. <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, and, I didn't mean uh, to interrupt, but I was worried you might be uh, at any time uh, some sort of giant flying beast would come in. Yeah, Anushka is clutching her pearls right now. The cat. <laughs> and by the way, before you go in, so everybody knows, Sasha, uh, your late husband, was one of the founders of Milk and Honey, right? Yes, uh, he was the founder. The of founder Milk of Milk and Honey, a seminal figure in the modern craft cocktail scene for sure. And let's, can we raise a glass here? Gone way too soon. But so you, now they come to you and they say, can you do this? Right. And you're not sure you can do, I mean, I, I can't imagine the kind of grief you were going through. And I guess there was a deadline, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they approached me at the uh, first memorial. There were seven, um, and said, Hey, you know, um, you're a spirits writer. You've, uh, got a great byline. You knew him better than anybody. And so what What do you say? Want to have at it? And I just needed, needed some time to think about it. And, uh, so I thought about it and I figured, you know, um, that's what you do for someone you love. You finish their sentences for them. You know, that's how you know you're. So this is, a, this is a book that he's already working on. Yeah, he had one essay um, on setting up the home bar already done. Uh, he had uh, a very short essay on cocktails for cats, <laughs> okay. which he really wanted to turn into a, a larger volume. Um, maybe one day it, that'll happen for him. Uh, but yeah, there was there was nothing. The book wasn't named. I actually named it regarding cocktails um, when I was just in a fog sitting on the subway debating on whether or not to do this and reviewing the contract. And the contract said agreement between Faden and Sasha Petrosky regarding and then below it just said quote cocktails so I thought isn't that beautiful and simple why don't we just call it regarding cocktails and it just came so naturally like that through through subway tears deciding on this project so um I wanted it to be like I said a liquid memoir but I wanted to grab all of the people that were super close to his heart, everybody that he trained over the years around the world, and uh, and have some uh, some other big cocktail figures in there. I mean, uh, uh, Dale DeGroff wrote uh, one of the uh, the forewords, and um, you've got uh, Wondrich who wrote How to Be a Good Bar Patron, which is 
Well, one of my favorite writings uh, in, in, in our, in our she cocktail. Dave, she, uh, Georgette's talking about David Wondrich, who for a long time wrote for Esquire and Daily Beast, and he's probably the foremost leading historian, cocktail historian, at least certainly in this country and probably yeah. in the world. And he yeah. hosts uh, Life Behind Bars podcast. Yeah. Uh, won the Tales of the Cocktail, won the Spirited Award at Tales of the Cocktail. Dave is a wonderful. I wasn't. We this podcast wasn't nominated for that. I'm not bitter at all. Do you think I'm bitter, Georgette? You know me. You know I'm not a bitter man. You know I don't. Uh, I don't, don't feel bad. Grudges. Regarding, regarding cocktails, was only nominated at Tales, and then the next year Sasha got the Lifetime Achievement Award. But didn't they fucking misspell his name or something like that? Yeah, that was that was that's, that's wonderful. That was, that was can we shit I, on? Can we shit on Tales of the Cock? No, let's not do it. Let's you had, you had one job, right? Like it's get his name most, right, man. Happen, if that happened at like the Oscars, <laughs> oh, was, my, well, didn't John? And <laughs> oh, and you spell the name wrong. Yeah, it's terrible. But all right, so <laughs> you do the book, and mm-hmm. it becomes a big hit. Yeah, uh, it over time became this like kind of must have book. Um, they, they're, they're apparently not printing enough copies when they need to. Uh, it was sold out all through the pandemic, uh, which, you know, during that time we were having like Stan, Stanley Tucci shaking his Negronis and like, Oh, Oh, how charming. But, uh, but, but when that was happening, I was like, okay, my book sold out. People are kind of botching their home cocktails. So I thought, you know, if I can just teach people how to make beautiful cocktails at home and give them a really cool skill, shucking oysters for when they come out of the pandemic, when they go back into society for a cocktail party, they can bring a bag of bivalves and know how to shuck them. I mean, what a better host present is that than to come with some oysters and, and the skills to, to open them, uh, you know, instead of a bottle of wine. So I just had a thought. What if I took some of this Talisker right here and I dropped an oyster in it and let it soak. Oh, should we try that? I don't have any oysters. You do. I don't. Of course so, I do. I do have a few extra. We could, we could definitely see how that works out. All right. Why don't you, can you drop one in there right now while we're no? Could you do it or no? You can't do it. I mean, you want me to shuck an oyster right now and you put shuck, it in. You shuck an oyster. First of all, all I right. don't, uh, can I see the technique while we're doing it? I'll describe it. I'll give the play-by-play yeah, to the... Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Well, let me run to the fridge and grab one, and uh, we'll do it. We'll take, a, we'll, we'll take a very quick break, and then we'll come right back. Regular listeners to this show know I love talking about Batiste Rum, not only because they're a big supporter of the show, but also because it's delicious rum, and I feel good about drinking it. It's because of the sustainability aspect. Batiste Rum is next level when it comes to sustainability. Indeed, it is the first sustainable American craft rum. Batiste Rum just announced that its proprietary production process from ground to finished bottle has been rigorously reviewed and validated as being carbon negative by an agency that does that kind of thing. Batiste Rum is made from 100% pure fresh cane juice, unlike molasses or sugar crystals. Set it once, set it twice. If you like your tequila, 100% agave, then you're going to love your rum. 100% cane juice. Again, this is an outstanding, versatile rum with great taste, jit sustainability. And right now, Batiste Rum has a special offer for my listeners. That's you, people. You. 
15% off all orders. Some serious savings. To get this deal, all you got to do is visit BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Fill up your shopping cart and enter code WWD15 at checkout. That's short for what we're drinking, 15. Got it? Get it. Teast Rum is baller, my friends. Proof that great taste with true sustainability is not a goal for tomorrow, but a reality today. And now back to the show. We're back, and let me let me set the scene here for you, folks. Georgette has a big glove on. It looks like a soccer goalie's glove. Is that a protective so you don't hurt your hand? Oh, well, in class, they're bigger. In class, they're about this size. And that's to keep them from slicing your finger off, right? With exactly. the way Okay, so now you got this oyster, and I'd say the oyster is about the size of a golf ball, looks like it. Beautiful looking oyster. And then what's the instrument you have in your hand? What's that called? This is the shucking knife. It's got a curved tip here. You're going to use that like a crowbar. Shuck the oysters, at least in the States, this way with the hand. So she, you're, she's going in at the, the pointy end of the oyster. Right. In France, they have uh, flat knives, and their oysters are... Uh, the architecture is a little bit differently. So they go in from the top. We're not going to do that. We're going to go right here where the hinge is. And we find that sweet spot where the knife wants to be. I like to uh, lean on a, a glove or I like to lean on rather a, um, a, a towel. towel. Yeah. Bundled up. And then I go in. Oh, she's, she's digging I- that knife in there right now. And oh, now you are using some serious pressure. I could see your hand, yeah. like the veins on your hand. All right. <laughs> And now you're and now you're wedging it open. You pry up. Okay. So the oyster's open. Oh, hear that crack right there? That's the oyster opening, right? So now we run the knife along the roof of the oyster to sever the adductor muscle. So you got Oh wow. And now she there. popped she popped the top off and now there's just this beautiful looking oyster mm-hmm. in there. And there's the oyster. Now we got to sever that other adductor muscle. So we take the knife. We goes underneath the oyster, the oyster and you kind of flip, you flipped it over. Uh, yeah. Uh, only incidentally. I, you know, you don't have to flip them, but okay. sometimes it works out. And now she, Georgette has a, 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 a glass of scotch and you're going to pour in the Talisker Storm. And now yeah, you've dumped, she's dumped the oyster into the Glencairn glass of, the Glencairn glass of, now what, maybe maybe we let that sit for a minute. So yeah. I I'm fascinated, and you're gonna have to talk us through what this tastes like when it soaks up a little bit, gets a little time to soak up that whiskey. So while while the oyster is getting acquainted with the storm, uh, I want to so tell us about if someone wants to do this, you, you want to go to regardingoysters.com. You do this what once a week in the salon? Uh, no, it's a uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then. Um, if those dates don't work and I have oysters in the house, I'm able to be flexible. Uh, people can come in. I have a maximum of six. Um, that's it. Six is it. And um, how much How much is something like this, generally? Uh, it's $150 a person. $150 a person. It comes with, um, it comes with a half a dozen oysters. Uh, you learn how to make two cocktails. You get lessons in both. And uh, there's also different canapes that I make. Um cardamom poached apricots with mascarpone and pistachio, some savory mini madeleines, goat cheese bonbons, uh, and some tea sandwiches that are really quite lovely. Some uh, smoked oyster tea sandwiches. Uh, no nudity. Tea. Again, just to reiterate, 
Why would there be nudity? Well, you keep <laughs> talking about naked stuff. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm fixated on it. I didn't even say the word naked. I'm like a 16-year-old boy. When you say <laughs> naked, you're like, as soon as you said that, I can't think of anything else. I'm like, oh, nothing man, this is the most canapes, fun. Nothing in the canapes is naked. Nothing is naked. And by the way, I, you guys can't see it. <laughs> Go to at the imbiber or at WWD underscore podcast, and I'll be posting some videos, some Instagram videos. Uh, of course, because I'm on Instagram. <laughs> That would be where you would post the Instagram videos on Instagram, but it's a gorgeous setup you have there. I mean, it's just it just it look it looks like something in France, and I know you're you love France. You go to France all the time. You've lived in Paris, right? Yep, I have. Uh, yeah, Paris is a place that's very close to my heart, um, as as is uh, French culture. Uh, I I was just there last week. All right, so now let's let me see. Try the oyster now. I, I'm very interested. Now, are you gonna? How are you gonna do it? Are you just gonna slurp it out of the glass? I'm gonna slurp it. I'm not going to swallow it because I, I really don't think that people should be swallowing their oysters. They should chew it. They should savor it. They should get the the essence of the. What oyster. if you stuck your finger in and just pulled it out and then chewed it? I like that. Really? Well, I mean, I want to. I want you to tell. I want you to describe the flavor of the oyster because we might be onto something here, Georgia. We might be. Uh, this could be a whole new phenomenon. People soaking yeah. their soaking their oysters in Talisker. All right. Well, I've got a little spoon here. So. Right, so she's digging the oyster out with the spoon. Oh, this looks great. All right. Ooh. I think we're onto something here, Dan. Scotch soaked oysters. I would suggest to make this even better is to start with ice cold Talisker Storm because I just pulled this from the shelf. The oyster itself is cold, but uh, the the spirit is not. So I would suggest, I would suggest. So we do this, we call it the Talisker Storm with the oyster. We call it the Stormy Oyster. (laughs) This could be a great little appetizer. Yeah. Yeah. The Slurp and Stormy. (laughs) Slurp and Stormy. I love it. <laughs> Two creative minds, or one creative mind, and then mine coming together, making <laughs> stuff happen. So you're going to go, folks. Again, you're going to go to regardingoysters.com. It's a, I, you got to go do it. If you're in New York, you got to go do it. You get, you get the shuck. You get to learn how to make cocktails. You get to mm-hmm. hang out with Georgette. What could be better? <laughs> and and the book. If you can get it, can people get it now? Is it is there is it in print? Oh, yeah. Yep, uh, it's in print. They can order it from the Regarding Oysters website uh, or uh, Amazon if they choose. Is there uh, a book? Order- is there a book coming about this? I'm sure there, there is. There is. It's a it's an entertaining book, and um, it's it's in the works. So, uh, interestingly enough, as we speak, Georgia, it's got some people coming. You're you're doing a salon right now, right? Right yes, after this. I am. So I, I don't want to keep you any longer. It has been a an absolute pleasure to see you, and thank you for sharing the oyster knowledge with us. I'm I feel like I'm a lot smarter now than I was when this started. I'll just wait till you get to the salon. That's right. Well, I'm going to get there soon enough. Georgette Mosier Petrosky regarding oysters, and get the book regarding cocktails, and you'll yeah. have it when the next book comes out. Can you do you have a title yet? Is it regarding oysters? The next book? Actually, the the next book it's a it's a home entertaining guide. Uh, it's specializing in micro entertaining, so it's entertaining for none and some. The uh, concept is entertaining yourself first, treating yourself to a little party, 
And then you're able to entertain anyone who walks in your door efficiently. You know, it's kind of like you put your mask on yourself before you put it on the person who cannot do it. <laughs> it's to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's the concept. So uh, published date, TBD. TBD, hero. Quick toast to you. Boom, boom. Cheers. To you, Cheers. Mr. Thank you again for being on. And that's it. And now, a word from one of our dream sponsors, Miller Lite Bowling Tournament, circa 1982. The score's all even! Last frame, who's up? Rodney. Rodney! You gotta be a mistake. Hey, you kidding? It's a piece of cake. (laughs) All we need is one pin, Rodney. Like beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. I didn't get my turn yet. I'm going to break this time. Okay. A couple of things before we put this baby to bed. First off, our friends at Fresh Victor have announced their first ever winter cocktails, no problema cocktail competition. And yours truly, that's me. I'm one of the judges. It's running right now through October 22nd. It is a virtual cocktail competition. So basically you gotta make you gotta make a drink using Fresh Victor, the, the best mixers there are. So you go to freshvictor.com and when you buy your mixers at checkout, enter WWD20 to get 20% off your order. So now you got you got the stuff at a reasonable price, you got a little deal going, and then what you're gonna do after you register online, register at the same website. You will post a photo of your cocktail on Instagram along with the full recipe and the hashtag FV no oh man F V N O P R O B L L A M A. I don't just go to the site. It's it's freshvictor.com and look for the no problema contest. And all the information will be there. I'm judging along with my buddy H. Joseph Airman, who is Fresh Victor's chief mixology officer. Also going to be Natalie Miglarini, who's at Beautiful Booze and the author of the cocktail book, Beautiful Booze. And then on the social media, we'll be announcing the prize on November 12th. Fresh Victor. Do that. All right. Next up, uh, just another thing, product I forgot to tell you about that I tried earlier. Katz's Deli in New York. I friggin' love it. Right in the Lower East Side. I always stay at the hotel right across the street, Ludlow Hotel, and Katz's Deli is just a famous place. So Hendrix Gin and Katz's Deli got together, and they did gin-inspired pickled cucumbers. Yes, and they're on sale now. Just go to katzesdelicatessen.com, and they'll ship them nationwide. Oh, they're tasty. Yeah, so get those. If you like pickles, you got to like pickles. And finally, uh, I'm uh, emceeing the Whiskey X event in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Tickets are on sale now. The event is October 22nd and 23rd at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. St. Paul and the Broken Bones fits in the tantrums. The Adam Carolla show will be there. I'll be on that show, and I will be emceeing the event and doing something for this show. Jesus, so much going on. You want to keep up to date with me, go to at the imbiber on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast's Instagram is at WWD underscore podcast. That's all I got. That's all I got. 